You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful. You are now locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. Today is the 8th of April 2021, and that means it's tight endage Thursday here on your daily home for news, notes, and analysis infused with the occasional opinion on your six-time Super Bowl champions, the New England Patriots. Today's episode of Locked On Patriots is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Greetings and salutations, Patriots Nation. Thank you for joining me here on this Thursday episode of the pod. My name is Mike DeBate, your host of the Locked On Patriots podcast, which of course is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And folks, because it's your team every day, that means all of your questions, all of your comments, all of your feedback is always welcomed and very much appreciated. So share that feedback and send it to the internet by reaching out to me and following me on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-F-P-C. And while you're out there doing some Thursday traveling through the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, once again, today is Thursday, and you all know how I love my alliteration. After all, we got Murph on Mondays, Whiteout Wednesday, Foxborough Finance, Fridays with Fox. By now, you all get the idea. Well, today on the pod, because it's been a little more than a couple of weeks now since the Patriots significantly upgraded at the tight end position, I just thought the timing might be right for a little tight endage Thursday. And who better to join me on a tight endage Thursday than the person that all but coined the phrase herself. That's right, folks. Joining me here today on this tight endage Thursday to talk what else, the tight end position, is the Countess of Class herself, Claire Classy Claire Cooper. And Claire has become quite the rising star in Patriots media, not only pulling double duty as a writer and columnist for Pat's Propaganda and for Full Press Patriots, she also remains the third voice on One Patriot's Place, but also now hosts her very own Patriots podcast, A Claire Perspective. And while she's well-versed on offering wisdom, counsel, and insight on anything and everything New England Patriots, her specialty is still the tight end position. And here today on Locked On Patriots, that's exactly what we will be talking about. And Claire will offer her thoughts on the departure of Ryan Izzo, which anyone who knows Claire knows how difficult that was on her. But Claire is braving the good fight and will share those opinions with us today. She'll also take a look at the incumbents on the Patriots' tight end depth chart. How does she see Devin Asiasi, Dalton Keene, or even Matt Lacoste faring on the 2021 New England Patriots. And last but certainly not least, it's time to get excited about the new guys in town. Claire will offer her perspective, see what I did there, on the two newest and arguably the two most high-profile new Patriots, tight ends Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry. Folks, a fun and informative show on tap today. I always relish the opportunity when I get a chance to welcome Claire to the pod, and in just a moment, Claire, classy Claire Cooper, will provide her expert tutelage on tight endage when this Thursday episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, when it comes to repairing or maintaining your vehicle, why would you spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more 
for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership. It's still possible to take pride in your ride and even save a little in the process. Visit my good friends at rockauto.com. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks, and they're delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands, the specifications, and here's the best part, folks, the prices you prefer. RockAuto.com's prices are always reliably low, and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers just like you and me. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to put Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Patriots fans, if you are a fan of Locked On Patriots, I sincerely thank you for being one, but it's probably a safe assessment that you're also a fan of my guest today. I know I am. Her wit, her wisdom is a staple here on the pod, and hers is a voice and an accent and a giggle that I know you know very well. From West Midlands in the UK, she is a Patriots writer for Pat's Propaganda, the third voice of One Patriot's Place, and of course, a special contributor and columnist for Full Press Coverage Patriots, where she also hosts her very own Patriots podcast, A Clear Perspective. And folks, let me tell you, this is a must-listen for any Patriots fan. I highly recommend it. It is my honor to welcome the Countess of Class herself. Claire, classy Claire Cooper is back on Locked On Patriots. Claire, thank you so much for joining me today from across the pond. Welcome back to Locked On Patriots. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. What an introduction. Oh, I feel so highly privileged to be here with you today. So much fun talking to you. It's always a blast talking to you. I I love sharing the microphone with you, Claire. No matter what the topic, you know that uh, the honor is all mine. And I know we love to have some fun at your expense regarding you being an expert on tight endage. Uh, it is your specialty. But, but folks, when I tell you Claire is really emerging as one of the most talented and well-rounded writers on all things New England Patriots, from offense to defense to special teams to coaching, Claire is good. She knows her stuff, and I could not be more proud of the work that you're putting out. And uh, really, everything is must-read, must-listen. Folks, please, definitely check her out, no matter what she puts pen to paper or when she puts voice to microphone. It's always informative and always a lot of fun, so I highly recommend that. And, um, you know, beyond that... The topic of the day is the tight end position, Claire. Uh, that means we have yeah. to have you on. The last time <laughs> that you were here, we talked about making it a contractual obligation. But folks, I think we just did. I think that's really, I think, a safe bet to say that, you know, tight end talk, we got to have Claire involved somehow. And uh, I know this is exciting news for you, Claire. You get to talk <laughs> tight ends today. Try to control yourself. Deep breaths. Breathe in, breathe Ooh. out. <laughs> there you go. See? See? We're already calming the Countess uh, here on uh, Locked on Patriots today. Um, but it wasn't all good news for the Countess, folks, when it comes to tight ended. Since the Patriots have opened the 2021 league year, uh, my friend, I felt for you immediately upon hearing this news. <laughs> Ryan Izzo is now a member of the Houston Texans. And 
folks, I don't know if Claire will admit this readily. Uh, she's been clutching his picture, listening to Michael Bolton's version of <laughs> How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? She's been doing this for the last couple of weeks. <laughs> folks, I actually may or may not be kidding on that one. I really don't know if she's actually spending her time doing this. But anyway, when the Patriots signed both Hunter Henry and John U. Smith, the handwriting was on the wall, as much as we didn't want to admit it. The Patriots were going to need to cut ties with some of the tight ends on this roster. And Claire, I know this is a hard subject for you. I thank you for your bravery. I thank you for your candor today in advance. What are your closing thoughts on Ryan Izzo in a Patriots uniform? Oh, thanks, Mike. I'm not going to comment on on what you said. I'm going to plead the fifth and not admit to anything. (laughs) No problem. I won't press the issue. I just threw the idea out there, folks. Okay, so first from an emotional perspective, because you can't get past that with me, I did think it sucked. But that's my own fan of point of view. I wanted to be able to see Izzo this year in tangent with Hunter and with Smith. I mean, I stood on my soapbox for this guy for a season. I mean, to be honest, I was ready to fight his corner in 2019, but then he was injured. So kind of Lacoste was was the main tight end. I mean, I rebound to Izzo following Gronk's departure. We know this, but I have been a faithful fan since. (laughs) But to use my head... Okay, you know, to, to, to get to the nitty gritty, Izzo still young. He shouldered the responsibility of being a tight end one for the Patriots last season and putting aside the emotion of it. He wasn't bad. He did well. I know there's people out there that won't agree with me. There are people screaming at the podcast now. But I watched this guy. I sat and I watched tape and I focused solely on him. His blocking was good. When he was out with injury, it was obvious on the O-line. And he did get open. I saw that as well. He didn't make major plays, but not many Patriots players did when they were ready to have the ball thrown to them. And that's how it was in 2020. So I don't think we actually saw everything that Ryan Izzo can do. And I just hope that Houston are good to him and that the fans are supportive because I will definitely miss him. I mean, as for the trade, I think they got a sixth round pick, which is more than they would have gotten if they'd have tried to trade out Matt Lacoste, for example. But keeping Izzo over Lacoste would have been cheaper when it comes to the cap hit. Ryan was still on his rookie contract at something like 850000 but Lacoste is on the books for more in the region of $1.3 Now, the difference isn't especially significant this year. The Patriots are a little bit flush, but if the purse strings needed tightening, maybe Izzo would have edged out Lacoste, especially if they didn't feel that they needed that extra draft pick that, you know, that they achieved. I think the Patriots made space where it was necessary. I mean, they took on two of the top available tight ends out there in free agency. They have two rookie tight ends that they must feel that they want to give a chance to. Now, saying that, walking suit up as a tight end. I mean, I have been saying for months and months, way before anyone else was saying it, that he may be more of a fallback than a tight end. And I know I said this sort of way back when my reasoning was more influenced by my desire to want to make sure that they kept his own. And I made no bones about that either. And, you know, I wanted them to get tight ends sort of either in the draft or free agency. But I still had decent logic, which people seem to maybe coming around to now. And I do need to just give a quick shout out mention to my buddy Lee from Fall River. He's a fan. He's a massive fan of Locked On. And he's been with me on this keen at fallback thing for quite a while as well. So he can, can, te- can contest 
that you know it's been months in the making with me thinking that hopefully it'd be a fallback so I mean coach did best by the team which is going to do anyway and and I think he did best by Izzo in a way too if they hadn't have drafted Asiasi I think there may have been room for Izzo maybe at the tight end two position and yeah of course I would have loved that I really would but you know, like you said, the writing was on the wall when the signing came in for Hunter Henry. I was so torn between wanting to be excited because he's the kind of tight end that gets me excited. OK, calm down, <laughs> folks. <laughs> but it also meant that we'd taken two star positions and, and you know, Izzo being the younger one and, and not being sort of the just in rookie. There was a good chance that he was going to be the one that was let go. I was really hoping for Matt Lacoste and, you know, nothing against Lacoste at all. But that, you know, my personal feelings were there wanting them to keep Izzo. But there was still a chance that, you know, they're not going to make it to to camp anyway. There's still a chance that Lacoste won't make it to camp. So and it all depends on what goes on the draft. But I guess we'll touch upon that a little bit later. So, yeah, my final farewell to... The lovely Ryan Izzo, 85 leaves, takes with it a little bit of my sparkle, as I wrote in my column a couple of weeks ago. So, yeah. Yeah, and I, you know, look, bottom line, Claire, I don't think a lot of people in Patriots Nation are going to have a whole lot of goodbyes to say to Ryan Izzo <laughs> other than you, other than myself <laughs> to a certain fine. extent, because oh. I tried to sit on the, on the soapbox as well for a little bit. I happen to think that they asked an awful lot of the kid on the field, and I think he delivered as best he possibly could. I think he was put in an impossible situation to succeed last year. He was called upon to play that role of the tight end one, the tight end two, because the Patriots simply did not have competent help at the position last year for everyone that wants to scream about the rookies they were rookies that came in without rookie mini camp without the type of uh, camaraderie type of team building relationships that usually that you get in mini camps in OTAs that did play a big role last year and I know people want to downplay it but it does count for something without any question and I think that's why uh, guys like Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene had difficulty uh, assimilating themselves into the Patriots roster and one of the reasons why I think yeah. Ryan was called upon to play such a big role so he goes to Houston uh, I had a chance to talk with the guys from uh, Lockdown Texans a couple of weeks ago when Ryan was traded and we talked about the potential fit and the fact that uh, Nick Casario always had a sharp eye on Ryan Izzo for a number of years. And it doesn't surprise me that Houston might in him. Maybe he goes there and maybe he continues his career and is able to show what he can do uh, with the Houston Texans. But Claire, as the old saying goes, life goes on. Uh, and uh, <laughs> the Patriots still do have some questions beyond the two new guys who, folks, we will discuss in a moment, folks. I think Claire's excited now. Wait till we discuss the new guys. Um, but... <laughs> The second year is approaching for guys like Devin Asiasi and Dalton Keene. Uh, once again, two guys that just didn't quite live up to expectation last year. We can't forget that Matt Lacoste is on this roster, too. You mentioned Lacoste a little bit. I think he's likely headed for the cutting room floor as well. I agree with you on that. I don't really see Matt being able to make it out of training camp. I could be wrong on that, but when you look at the depth chart for the Patriots' tight end position, I just don't see them carrying five tight ends. Claire, when it comes to the sophomores, meaning Asiasi or Dalton Keene, who do you see as potentially having a better year in 2021, making that rookie jump to the next level? Well, with the two rookies, as I like to call them, there is a few things to muse, really. 
I mean, back in 2015, I think the Patriots had an abundance of big body tight ends on the roster and they actually ran with a four tight end set. So who knows what 2021 could bring with the tight ends that we have? I mean, you said that they might not carry five, but, you know, is it still a possibility? I mean, if they ditched Lacoste and drafted the guy that I kind of sort of had my heart set on a bit, that Pat Freemuth of Penn State, I mean, this guy is a rounded tight end and he's big. So that's another big body. You put him with Hunter and Smith, I mean, holy heck, can you imagine, really? But anyway, as I mentioned before, Keane may could move over to H-back, fullback position, if that's the case. I actually think his year may be still quite uneventful they're lucky if they're looking at having Keane as fullback um having Danny Vitale and Jakob Johnson on the roster it doesn't give Keane much playing time see the question there is does coach think that maybe Keane is the fullback of the future you know does Danny get a spot this year because of opting out last year not that that's the only reason he wouldn't have a spot but I'm just saying it, it may weigh heavily against him the flip side, though, is will they rely heavily on the new and shiny tight ends that we've got taken in free agency? Will Asiasi see much of the field time unless he's needed due to injury? I mean, the rest of the questions are, do they see a tight end in the draft that they want? If so, you know, is Asiasi ready to be traded away? The story of Asiasi and Keane, I reckon, are still subject to amendment as of yet, even more so if for any reason they don't let Lacoste go. I mean, if the Patriots don't do the whole trade-up to get a quarterback thing and Kyle Pitts drops to 15, I mean, how can coach not jump on that, really? I've heard lots about him being an excellent receiver. And wide receiver is a bit of a position that still might be really of need for the Patriots. So, you know, a tight end slash wide receiver with, you know, fabulous situation that we'd be in. I mean, and as I said, there's Freemuth. And if we took him, I mean, you guys will be glad that I don't live in Boston way because the squealing that will be so loud, it's ridiculous. I just (laughs) don't. It's true. It's just true. I just don't think I think it's too it's too soon to call, really what Asi, Asi and Keane are going to have this, you know, this season coming, the season that we're, you know, because of it, there's still so much out there on the table with if they do look at drafting, there could be a tight end that, that Bill sees in the draft. And yeah, OK, there's a good chance that he won't. And I'm sort of hoping for a tight end. I appreciate that. And Freemuth is probably completely just nonsense. But we don't know. There could be this guy in the draft that Coach likes. And he's actually looking at this, that him and thinking, well, I want him over what I've already got. And it's not going to cost a lot to drop Asiasi or Keane because they're just still sort of rookie contracts. You're just going to get in a guy, a guy to replace a guy. Now, yeah, it means giving up on somebody that they maybe moved up to get last year and stuff like that. But, you know, you don't hit on something every time. So if he doesn't think there's much there in, in, in the rookies that we've got and he wants to move on to draft him, like I said, it's not going to really cost him anything. And anything is possible, really. I agree that everything is possible. And 
I really, really think you made an excellent point when it came to Danny Vitale, Jakob Johnson, and Dalton Keene, because this is a common uh, you know, thing that I hear an awful lot of. And I want to thank you for that, because you really have been beating the Dalton <laughs> Keene as uh, the fullback drum. And I mean that sincerely, because I think it's a good point. Look, Dalton played a very similar H-back, almost like a fullback role at times at Virginia Tech. This is mm-hmm. not something that he's unfamiliar with. So it's a hand-in-glove fit if the Patriots decided this is the direction that they want to go into. Now, I know they had some high hopes for Danny Vitale last year, obviously him opting out. Patriots never really got a chance to see what he could do. But I've talked offline to our good friend Mark Schofield several times on Danny Vitale. This was one of his favorite signings from the Patriots just from Mm -hmm. a year ago. And he really does provide a great amount of versatility at the fullback position. I know Jakob is someone that they continue to like. They continue to employ. And he's done a great job. You don't take over for someone like James Devlin and not, you know, endear yourself to the Patriots brass by simply going in and playing out the motions. He's done a great job in filling in for, in my opinion, a a legendary, uh, you know, fullback in this system Mm. for a guy like Devlin. So I I hold I hold James in the highest regard. And I think Jakob has done a great job. It's going to be very telltale this year about what Bill Belichick feels about his tight end duo from just a year ago from the draft. Asiasi, Keen, both of them, high draft capital. Uh, a lot of people thought Asiasi was a good move, not so much with Keen. That seemed to be the uh, the consensus. I was actually yeah. equally as impressed with both picks because I thought that they both filled roles that the Patriots needed to fill. But if they decide that Danny Vitale and Jakob Johnson are their fullback combination, And they also decide that they may want to dip into the later rounds or the middle rounds to bring in a tight end of the future. They're certainly well within their realm to do that. Does that mean that Asiasi or Dalton Keene may be cut loose? My gut reaction would be to say that they'd hold on to Asiasi simply because I think there's more of a pass-catching upside. I like what I see. is more of a complete tight end, whereas Keene, I think, is more focused on uh, being a blocker, being someone who can play that hybrid, but also someone that can drop back in a little bit better in coverage. So mm-hmm. I share your curiosity on this, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what Bill does. The draft, to me, is really going to tell me all I need to know about what Bill and the Patriots brass think about Asiasi and Keane. Yeah, and I mean, coach likes versatile players. You know, this is quite a given. This is why I'm sort of more swaying towards the fact that they might move Keane around rather than just get rid. Because, you know, I know he wasn't a move up for signing, but he was somebody that um, they wanted last year. And, and like you said, saw potential in him to sort of take him in, the th- I think it was the third round, I'm remembering right now. Um, but yeah, he's, his versatility, I think, is what might be what keeps him with the Patriots more than anything, even though they could do with the playmakers, the pass catchers more than more so. I, I do think that he's, he, could he be, the, you know, the fullback of the future maybe? Mm-hmm. He's not going to have much production this year, perhaps if that's where they're looking. You know, if they do keep Danny Vitali for the year, then, you know, Keane's not really not going to see much action. But, you know, could he be the future? Is he is he our future fullback? And I just don't know if I see Asiasi as our future tight end, really. 
Yeah, and I think that's a fair point. And again, uh, I think a lot is going to be determined by how these guys look in preseason, how they looked on mm. training camp. Uh, preseason games will likely be played this year. There's only going to be three, but that's three more than we got in 2020. So this giving these guys a chance to really see what they can do on the field to me is going to be telltale. And Bill is not ashamed to admit that he made a mistake in the draft. For everybody that wants to nail this guy for being a bad drafter or making bad picks, uh, he cut loose Justin Rohwasser a couple of weeks ago, realizing that it just was not the proper fit in, in New England. So if he has to cut bait with either Rossiasi or Keen, or dare I say even both at some point in the future, Bill Belichick will lie on that sword and he'll say, look, I made the mistake and we're moving on and we're going to correct it. And I admire him for that. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll completely. see what yeah. happens. Um Claire, your expertise in tight endage is unparalleled. Uh, you continue to prove why. Um, and really, I, I mean that. I love the, uh, the information that you provided on the fullback position and the tight end position, Lacoste. We mixed it all in. And in just a moment, folks, we're going to leave the past behind and get excited about the future because... Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry are New England Patriots, and that's going to mean big things for the Patriots offense in 2021. Yeah, folks, Josh McDaniel is going to have him some fun this year for sure. Claire and I will tackle this topic when the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, football games on the field might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are in full swing. When you want to put your prognostication skills to the test, there is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. But BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV. They offer real-time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Simply put, BetOnline has you covered for all the news, all the scores, and all of the odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and what makes it even better, it's free to sign up. Head over to their website today or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action. Head over to betonline.ag today, sign up, and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Locked On listeners, the NFL Draft is weeks away, and it's time to start following our Locked On NFL Draft duo. The Draft Dudes podcast watches every prospect so that you don't have to. And the Locked On NFL Draft podcast is your daily draft news and mock draft podcast. Follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Patriots fans, Claire Kalazi, Claire Cooper, the Countess of Claz herself, joins me today on the pod. And Claire, we talk some tight endage of the Patriots past and present earlier. You lent your wisdom and counsel the way only you can, but now it's time to look into our Belichickian crystal ball and we're going to talk a little bit about the future. In theory, Claire, I think you're really going to enjoy this season because, in my opinion, the Patriots are now employing two of the best tight ends in pro football. Yes, folks, I did say that. I'm well aware of George <laughs> Kittle. I'm well aware of Travis Kelsey. I'm well aware of Darren Waller and all the great tight ends that are out there. But Jonu Smith and Hunter Henry, to me, are well, so well-suited for this team. And I think they're the perfect complements to each other. 
Last season, Claire, we talked about the fact that the Patriots really never utilized the tight end position, especially as a pass-catching option in their offense. But this year, they have two guys that can do it all. So seeing as you are our tight end enthusiast, and we're now contractually (laughs) obligated to have you on when we talk tight ends, I have to ask you, uh, what was your reaction to each of these signings, and what are your thoughts on what this means for the Patriots' offense in 2021? Well, putting aside my sort of, oh no, the doom and gloom, what this means for Izzo, <laughs> obviously, as a tight end enthusiast, the signing of the two sort of, as you said, the, the, the top tight ends in free agency, it was really exciting. I think it was like a lot of people, a lot of non-tight end enthusiasts, when they signed Hunter Henry, it was like jaw dropping. It was like they took Johnny Smith and people were like, oh, OK, we kind of assumed you'd take someone big because the need was there and, and fans were hollering for it anyway. So, you know, and I know a lot of people were were very sort of very in on, on Smith anyway. So when we signed him, it was like, OK, exciting sort of expected so I didn't kind of completely freak out because I kind of saw it happening but when they pulled uh, when it came out that it was Hunter Henry it was like wait what you've also gone and got Hunter Henry really you know the, the other top one and and then sort of looking at him he's Henry's a bit more of a more of a traditional sort of tight end inverted commas you know more of a blocker that kind of thing more of my kind of tight end, shall we say. And it was like very, very exciting. It was like, oh, yes, very exciting. But I guess at the moment, I don't know what to expect if I am completely honest. I mean, I expect them to be good and that's for sure. But Pats fans have had so little in the last two years when it comes to tight endage. Okay, I've lived and rooted for Izzo, but we still didn't really get much bang for our book. So I've hopped on before that I think it was very quarterback dependent, but Whoever you want to blame, we didn't get much tight end action to eat up. And so there is a lot of pressure now sort of on Hunter and on Smith to produce. Now, I think they're talented and so are kind of deserving of the high expectations that, that I reckon is there from fans. I mean, I'm really looking forward to a, a you know proper two tight end package, if not three or four, as we mentioned before. Actual tight end touchdowns, some blocking, running with the ball, defenders falling from them. I mean, oh, it's fabulous times that we're going, you know, that we're hoping for, really. Might just be me, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's not all roses in county, though. I mean, Henry's had a few injury issues and Smith hasn't had much of a breakout inverted commas season numbers wise although that could be heavily due to Tennessee having such a great running play with Derek Henry that's why I guess my expectations aren't through the roof just yet I've got to say though I'm looking forward to these two guys putting on Patriots Blue running out into Gillette I'll be really excited and we'll be waiting with bated breath especially for the call from the awesome and lovely John Rook as he shouts the Hunter Henry touchdown (laughs) <laughs> I love the shout out to John, who is one of the best guys in the business. Uh, his ties to Providence College, which is my alma mater, folks in Rhode Island, uh, as well as to the Patriots, make him an instant favorite. So we get a John Rook mention here on Lockdown Patriots. I love it. But uh, imagine this is actually a little bit of a difference than how I thought this was going go Claire's taking the level-headed approach me I'm getting like over the top (laughs) excited over this first of all Hunter Henry is someone that I've covered in Los Angeles and I know know everyone rolls their eyes that I've covered that um he's a guy that I've been really wanting to see in Patriot Blue for quite a while but uh, to me this really 
sparked a lot of discussion. The first one I first heard that they were not only getting John o. Smith but Hunter Henry. The first thing that my DMs got flooded with was now they got the Gronk and Hernandez. <laughs> Folks, yes, they're going to be running the two tight end sets, but this is not the same as what they did with Aaron Hernandez and with Rob Gronkowski. With Aaron and with Rob, they had traditional inline tight ends with an H or an hybrid tight end. That was the H in the hybrid tight end was a little more what Gronkowski did. The believe it or not, the more inline tight end, the more wide traditional tight end was played more by a guy like Aaron Hernandez. The Patriots this year with Hunter Henry and with uh, Jonu Smith are not going to run the same formations. Jonu Smith is more of a move tight end. Basically, the traditional wide tight end is going to be played by Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is, uh, you know, guys like that, guys like a wide tight end are really like smaller tackles. They're strong. They're explosive players who get off the ball quickly. They're pretty explosive blockers as well. So that's why yeah. it's the wide tight end. The guy that can uh, accentuate his route running skills as well as his ability to box out. A move tight end isn't asked to block a lot at the line of scrimmage. Uh, they'll line up in the slot. They can line up as an H-back. They can do a little bit of the hybrid. That's why I said that Gronk was a little more of that type of tight end. But Gronk could align all over the field. I think you're going to see everything. <laughs> exactly. He, no, he truly was. I mean, and neither one of these guys is going to equal what Rob Gronkowski gave no. you. And as much no. as I love them both, and I do, Rob was just, he was a different breed. And he still is. He's still playing at, oh, at, at a really? high level. Yeah. But in his prime, Rob Gronkowski was just at another level. But John Smith playing the move tight end is going to allow him to line up, be a threat in the red zone. He can make plays. He can get you know, that type of, uh, of productivity that the Patriots just did not have last year, whereas Hunter can play that traditional strong blocker, reliable pass catcher someone that can allow the Patriots to run that 12 man personnel. And I, we hear that term a lot, folks. 12 man personnel is simply just the, the numbers. That's exactly what it means. 12 personnel means anything that involves one running back and two tight ends. One, two, there's the 12-man personnel. It's not like they're throwing 12 men on the field or anything <laughs> like that. I've heard, I've heard some people, why do they call it that? That's simply what it is. It's, you know, the two tight ends can be the hybrid fullback types or they can be slot receiver types instead of just your traditional hand-in-the-dirt tight end. And these guys can do that and they can play it so well. You've got a sizable offensive line. Like you said, we've got a very good yeah. running game for the New England Patriots. And also a big key to running that 12-man personnel is a receiver that can succeed in the slot. Now, we're all hoping it's going to be Julian Edelman, folks. But the reports coming out about his health are conflicting lately. Just a report released this morning said that uh, a couple of experts don't expect him to make it through a full season in 2021. And that's tough news for Edelman fans. So that means Jacoby Myers. That means Kendrick Bourne, uh, the new signing from uh, the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Even Nelson Aguilar can succeed in the slot a little bit. So to me, the Patriots right now have all the pieces in place to succeed in play action schemes in 2021, something they didn't run a lot of in 2020. But Josh McDaniels can really dial these up. A quarterback like Cam Newton loves utilizing two tight ends or prolific tight ends. If Cam is the guy under center, I think he's really going to love having these guys on the field. And Claire, you know, as much as I love to join you in defending Ryan Izzo's efforts last season, <laughs> they've upgraded. They've upgraded they at, both, at both tight ends. And this is going to be a fun, fun season for New England Patriots fans. It's going to be a real fun one for you, too, because you love the tight end position. And let me tell you, you're going to enjoy watching these guys play. And that leads me quite nicely into my final question for you, Claire. It's the moment we've <laughs> all been waiting for. 
no one in their right mind is expecting anyone to steal your heart away from Rob Gronkowski or even to a certain extent Ryan Izzo. But a new tight end is going to gain the Countess's affection for 2021. And uh, we're all wondering who it is. So, Claire, without further ado, the floor is yours. Who are you most looking forward to seeing in a Patriots uniform when it comes to the tight end position this upcoming season? To be fair, I think I've dropped some serious hints, to be honest, quite recently, in all fairness. And yes, my heart was broken when Rob left. And then, in all fairness, my heart was broken again when they traded away. So I won't deny it. Um, he wasn't a gronk, but he was still the patriot of my heart type thing. So, But yeah, I have to move on. And, you know, you haven't heard it here first because I've really kind of dropped it out around. But Hunter Henry, he's my guy. So that's it. I'm, on, I'm not going to be on that tape box. Fortunately, I probably won't need to fight so hard this year uh, with other fans <laughs> <laughs> to cheer this guy on because um, hopefully he'll be very productive. But yeah, I'm just so excited. I, the, the traditional tight end thing is, is is sort of what gets me most excited, shall we say. Yes, I fell in love with the game thanks to Rob Gronkowski. And as, as you said, there, there isn't another one of him regardless. But it is still the sort of the the more sort of traditional tight end, the, the maybe not you know the the quickest guy, but the guy that you know can sort of strong arm his way down the field, that kind of thing, and the blocking the blocking abilities and stuff. So because that is more Hunter Henry sort of wheelhouse, he's sort of pipping out Johnny Smith in my um sort of my affections, and you can only like one guy at a time, you know, I, you know. <laughs> My heart can only be held by one man at one time. So, you know, I'm quite a faithful fan and everything. So, yeah, I think this year it's going to be Hunter Henry is, is Claire's guy this year. <laughs> Folks, I did not pay her to say that, just for the record. Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> I looked into Henry anyway, regardless. I'm I'm not influenced by Mike whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. I think you know people definitely want to hear that. But uh, all kidding aside, folks, um, I know uh, Hunter Henry is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Definitely that traditional Y-type tight end, that inline tight end that's going to be a blocker, a pass catcher, that total package that we're used to seeing here in New England. I am lo- very much looking forward to seeing how they're going to employ Jono Smith as well. I really, oh, Jono is someone yeah. that can, Jono is someone that can carry the ball out of the backfield in some, mm. you know, cases as well, almost in a jet sweep type, uh, that motion type offense where he's not just going to be a target in the red zone. He can really, he's got a little bit of a burst to his step and something that he didn't get a, a chance to really, I think, accentuate enough in Tennessee. I mean, why would you when you've got a guy like Derrick Henry running the ball in the backfield? Exactly. But he yeah. does have the capabilities to do it. So a lot of alignments a lot of play action schemes like we said josh mcdaniel is going to have his hands full this year he's going to have a (laughs) lot to work with and we're all looking forward to it and you know claire we're going to bring you back to examine all of it as the uh, the tight end position becomes much more prominent this year than it was last year um thank you so much claire for taking the time out for joining me here today on lockdown patriots before i let you go countess Please let all of our listeners know where they can find you, where they can find your great work and what you have coming up on the horizon. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. It's been so much fun. I love Titan Thursdays with you on lockdown. It's it's totally the highlight of it. Totally the highlight, really. When you told me yesterday about it, it was like I've been excited for since yesterday. It's so much fun. I really enjoy sharing the mic with you. It is great. But if you're looking for my written work, folks, I write a column, A Claire Perspective, and that's for Full Press Coverage Patriots. So you'll find that at fullpresscoverage.com. I'm also a writer for the Pat's Propaganda website. So you'll find that at patspropaganda.com. 
I do have my own podcast, <laughs> thanks to Full Press Coverage, also a Claire Perspective, a Patriot podcast. So you'll find that where you can normally download your the podcast that you listen to. And you'll also find me teaming up with, you know, on most weeks with the fantastic um, fans of Locked On, <laughs> Thomas Murphy and Steve Balistrieri on One Patriot's Place. Again, folks, whenever Claire puts pen to paper or she puts voice to microphone, it's always a happening and always must read and must listen material. I'm honored to call her a friend, most first and foremost, but I'm so honored to call her a colleague at the full press coverage and seeing the work that she does and absorbing the work that she does is truly something I think every Patriots fan will benefit from, whether it be from full press coverage or the great work that she does with Pat's propaganda as well. So a little bit of a shout out to the Claire Perspective podcast, it's quickly <laughs> becoming one of my favorite listens. Claire has had amazing guests on her show. The great Karen Garigian of the Boston Herald joined her earlier uh, last week, I believe. Uh, it was some Monday. Great things coming on on Monday. See, the, yeah. the, the days just meld in together here <laughs> on Lockdown Patriots. We're at this every day and it just continues to be a grind, but a labor of love, folks. Uh, but no, all kidding aside, definitely check out a Claire perspective. Uh, she's had the chance to talk to Andy Hart of WEI, Mark Sessler of the NFL Network, Mike so of patriots.com she continues to hit it out of the park and uh claire is a pretty good host in and of herself so uh you know don't just let that fool you she does a great job thank you so much my friend for joining me in the meantime stay safe stay well you know we'll have you back here to talk tight ends very soon here on the lockdown patriots <laughs> podcast but we all look forward to hearing your voice your insight and of course we look forward to hearing your giggle as well every now and then too so thank you so much for joining me today my friend Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Patriots fans, the weekend is within our sights, but you all know that here on Locked On Patriots, we do not close out the week until we close out the week in style. And a very special treat on tap for you all tomorrow. The great Mike Dussault of Patriots.com will join me here tomorrow, and the innovator of the Hoodie Database is one of the best and most knowledgeable producers of content anywhere in Patriots media. We'll be talking Pat's free agency, Patriots draft, and we might even share our early prognostications on what the 2021 Patriots season might look like. It's a Mike D Squared podcast coming at you on Friday. So to ensure that you do not miss a single second of the action, follow the Locked On Patriots podcast on platforms such as Spotify, the Odyssey app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Wherever you get your podcasts, just make sure that you are staying locked in to Locked On Patriots. Once again, my name is Mike DeBate. I thank my friend Claire, Classy Claire Cooper, for her time, her insight, and her appearance on today's pod. But most of all, I thank you so much for listening and for continuing to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Until tomorrow, Patriots Nation, stay safe, stay well, always be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone.